At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And welcome in everybody live tonight on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Our Wednesday edition of Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. Game week leading in to week number one as the team goes back to a full practice today after what seemed like a long hiatus, a lot of ground to cover uh, with John McMullen. We'll start that conversation with John in just a moment. Uh, First, a message out. Uh, to all of our subscribers tuning in, listening, watching, sharing, and liking all of the Jacob Media YouTube content, the message is out. Uh, Jacob Media is giving away a pair of season tickets for the 2021 season. Now, there's a lot of information to tell you. Uh, We're going to be releasing a video tomorrow, so if you're a subscriber, you'll see that video. If you're watching right now for the very, very first time, and we thank you for doing so, uh, here's a look at that announcement about our season ticket holder giveaway. Hey, Eagles fans, if you're a subscriber to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, you are already registered to win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming season. That's right. You could win a pair of season tickets for the upcoming 2021 season just for being a subscriber. If you're watching and you're not a subscriber, do it now. Subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel right now. What do you need to do? Subscribe right now. And more to come on our season ticket uh, giveaway. A man who's already punched uh, his season ticket for all 17 games is is NFL insider uh, John McMullen. He begins his trip uh, this weekend to Atlanta along with the team. Uh, John, let's begin with practice. The team went back to work today. 
A lot of ground uh, to cover that came out of the practice today, and we'll cover it all uh, in this edition of Football 24-7. Where do you want to begin? There are so many different bullet points uh, to talk about, and including uh, talking about some of the players who spoke uh, today. But let's start with that and give you uh, open floor uh, to discuss opening remarks from today's practice as the team now gets ready for Atlanta. Well, I think the first most notable thing you have to talk about the first injury report of the year, really a, a player participation report. So uh, a couple players were limited. Uh, Brandon Brooks, Landon Dickerson, Rodney McLeod, Davion Taylor. Um, the last three there, I don't think is any surprise to anybody. So I think the antenna went up with Brandon Brooks a little bit Um who has what is described as a knee injury. Uh, the good news is I'm told it's, it's not serious. It's really more of the, the training and the medical staff trying to manage a veteran player uh, and get him to the game week one. So Brandon is expected to play. Um, it, it, it's not serious. And again, they're just trying to manage him and get him to the game as healthy as possible. Um and then the other, because Darius Slay spoke today and kind of intimated that Rodney McLeod would not be playing, um, I think that was a little bit of a miscommunication on, on Darius's part. He didn't quite understand the rules, and by the way, I don't blame him. Uh, he thought because Rodney had started on the pup list that he had to sit out a few games that is not the case because he was activated from the pup list. So it's no guarantee that Rodney's going to play, but it is interesting. He did practice today in a limited fashion. He is wearing a big brace on his injured, what was his injured knee, uh, tore his ACL. Uh, but he's limited trying to get to week one. He said week one is his goal. Uh, we'll see if he gets there. If not, Jonathan Gannon will have a decision to make between Kayvon Wallace and Marcus Epps at safety uh, next to Anthony Harrison. You know, it's a big thing. You, we talk about Devontae Smith a lot here. Um, if you think about Atlanta, they have Kyle Pitts. So, you know, two of the top projected rookie playmakers going sort of head-to-head. -head. Kyle was the number four pick. Archbishop Wood kid, by the way, same high school as Colin Thompson, our buddy. Um, so a local kid, number four overall pick in the draft, first non-quarterback taken in the draft, unbelievably talented. And then, of course, with the Eagles, you have Devontae Smith, who was also a top 10 pick. So that's a pretty interesting dichotomy with two what is supposed to be two of the top rookie playmakers. Yeah, I want to ask you more about Kyle Pitts, but I do. Well, before we leave the Brandon Brooks conversation, uh, was that more than just a little surprise that he ended up that he ended up there? We've had so many different conversations leading up to uh, from all through training camp about the Eagles getting to game one, uh, being healthy, the offensive line being the one of the core strengths of this football team and boom on the first participation report going into game one there's Brandon Brooks should it be more of a surprise or no 
Well, I think it did surprise people, and I think people were, you know, automatically concerned about it, and and that's why you kind of dig into it and realize that it's it's more of a maintenance issue. Uh, but you talk about Brandon and his injury history, and that's kind of the problem. I mean, when you talk about players who are over thirty, um, and and Brandon is one of those players who's had that significant injury history. Uh, yeah, it's you have a right to be concerned, and that's why a lot of people have talked about the Eagles' offensive line. Look, on paper, it looks great, but can you really count on particularly Brandon Brooks and, and Lane Johnson uh, to play those, as you mentioned, 17 games, no longer 16? There's an extra game on top of it. And then you look at Jason Kelsey, who always plays, and you sort of take it for granted. And I got to tell you, and I took a picture of Jason Kelly <laughs> Jason Kelsey getting taped up with his elbow brace. And boy, man, that guy is is put together. Uh, our, our buddy Barrett Brooks always says, put together with fish and wire and, and duct tape. And look, those guys are warriors, but you got to be concerned that uh, anytime you hit a player over 30 years of age that has an injury history. Football 24-7 across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We get our recap from John McMullen as the team uh, went back to work. Um, you started to, to reference and mention uh, Kyle Pitts. Let's dig into that uh, a little bit, John, because the Eagles are going to have to defend Kyle Pitts. And although this will be Kyle Pitts's first professional football game, much like Devontae Smith. Um, Matt Ryan's going to look to him. Matt Ryan doesn't have Julio Jones. So he figures yeah. to be maybe a bigger part of that offense right away. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, the Eagles, you can tell they're already game planning for him. So that kind of tells you how talented the kid is. Typically, you have rookie players, you're not that concerned about him. Now, part of it is that Julio Jones, as you mentioned, is no longer there. He's in Tennessee. They have Calvin Ridley, who I think is still sort of the first guy the Eagles will try to game plan for as far as playmakers go, and obviously Matt Ryan. Mike Davis is the running back. He's not going to scare anybody. So it's kind of one of those things. It's, you know, it doesn't look like there's a ton of talent until, you know, Kyle Pitts shows off his talent. And how quick does he get to that position? I yet I say the same thing with Devontae Smith. I think it's really difficult for young players to hit the ground running early. So I think from that perspective, it's probably good that the Eagles get to see Kyle Pitts in week one because if it's week 15, he's probably feeling himself a little bit more. Uh, and he's probably gotten a little more used to it. You look at Justin Jefferson last year, 1,400 yards receiving. He didn't even start week one. So even a guy like that who had a historic rookie season needed a little bit of a ramp-up period. So you hope, and by the way, I'm sure Atlanta hopes the same thing with Devontae Smith, uh, you hope those guys have a little bit of a growing pain early in the season and they aren't too difficult for you. Because physically, Kyle Pitts is a tough guy to deal with. I mean, he's too big for cornerbacks. Uh, he's too strong. He's too fast. He's too athletic uh, for linebackers and safeties. So 
it's kind of how do you deal with them? Um, I think the Eagles' hope is that maybe it takes them a little bit while to a little while to get used to the NFL, and that helps, and that helps them in Week One. We'll see what happens. Kyle Pitts versus Devontae Smith. Who's the easier of the two to shut down? Well, I mean, Kyle, you know, Kyle is unique. Uh, I will say that. Uh, Devontae Smith is a wide receiver. He's, I think he's a good wide receiver. Uh, I think he's going to be a good player. Um, but he's not unique from a physical perspective. In fact, if anything, he's undersized, obviously, at 166 pounds. You have essentially a guy who plays like a receiver that is six foot six and 246 pounds, 250 pounds, somewhere in that range. Again, what do you do with him? Well, a corner would probably be the best way to cover him, but they can't deal with his, his frame. Uh, you know, he can just body him up like a rebounder in the NBA. Um, safeties, um, are not fast enough to deal with them. Never mind linebackers. They they can't even come close. So, you know, two years from now, we could be talking about Kyle Pitts like he's a, 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 a supercharged Travis Kelsey. Uh, the hope is you're getting him in his first NFL game, and it's going to take him a while to get to that point. John, let me ask you about uh... – Head coach Nick Sirianni and the Eagle offense. We talked as late as yesterday uh, about a little bit about the offense. What will it look like? What will Sirianni roll out? What kind of offense will he call? Will he be smart enough to play to the strength of his captain, his leader, uh, that being uh, Jalen Hurts? Will Jalen Hurts have the ability to improvise Uh, a little bit more? Will he be held into a more structured game plan uh, from the head coach? What do you think you'll see Sunday? Well, I've said pretty consistently, I think you're going to see a lot of RPOs. I think, yes, Nick Sirianni is is going to take advantage of what Jalen Hurts does well. I, I don't think he's one of those coaches that is going to say, I'm going to pound the square peg in a round hole. And both admitted that today. Nick Sirianni said it. Um, I'm going to pull up the exact quote because I wrote about it at uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, But in essence, to paraphrase it, he said, if Jalen doesn't like it or doesn't feel comfortable with it, we're not going to run it, Um, even if we like it. And by we, he meant obviously himself. and, and Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, the quarterback's coach, Brian Johnson, um, they're not going to run them. So they're going to tailor the strengths of the system around the strengths of the quarterback. And uh, that's the way you should do it. Um, and I think that's been a positive, at least early on, with Nick Sirianni. Um, and, and he proved that. Now, granted, he wasn't in charge in Indianapolis, but if you look at the difference between the Colts' offense and when Andrew Luck was there versus Jacoby Brissett versus Phillip Rivers, they kind of morphed uh, into 
a different offense depending who the quarterback uh, yeah, was. Three different times, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's what you have to do because if you're playing the same offense with Jacoby Brissett as Philip Rivers, you're doing it wrong. Um, and Nick Sirianni's smart enough to do that. So uh, here it is. I, I, I'm just pulling it up. It's uh, what he said is um, if we love it and he hates it, we ain't going to run it. So that's what Nick Sirianni said. And well, what does that uh, mean? Read between the lines on that. What does that mean? That means if, 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 for instance, it's if you have a a pure pocket quarterback who can throw the football from the pocket and and just sling it beautifully, that's not Jalen Hurts' game. Jalen Hurts is more of an RPO type quarterback. Um, Nick Sirianni might like to run. Uh, a certain play on on third and eight that if he had, say Andrew Luck, uh, who could who could do that type of throw, make any throw. Um, if if Jalen Hurts isn't comfortable with that play call, he's not going to run it. He's going to run something with Jalen Hurts is comfortable with, and that's what he should do. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget to like, share, and please subscribe. Uh, And again, as we told you at the top of uh, this broadcast tonight, don't forget, watch for our video release tomorrow uh, as we have um, introduced and are planning to give away uh, a pair of season tickets to one lucky subscriber here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. I'll also throw out just a few teasers before I transition and continue my conversation uh, with Johnny Mack. If you look at the 2021 Eagles schedule uh, on October 24th, the Eagles will be in Las Vegas and we will have tickets hotel accommodations, dinner, and a casino gift card for the 24th for two. More on that as the season gets underway. If you take a look elsewhere in the schedule, down the road, uh, when we get into the end, tickets for every one of the NFC East Conference games we're giving away. And Johnny Mack, if you will for me, you'll set the table for me on this. Will you please name the captains that were selected for the uh, for 2021? And then I'll tell you why after you name them. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I don't have it in front of me. I don't, you know, football, obviously Jalen Hurts is one of them. Jason Jaylen Kelsey, uh, Fletcher Cox was one, Brandon Graham, Alex Singleton, and a missing one. Uh, there were four on defense, uh, Rodney McLeod. Rodney McClellan. Well, and here's why I asked that question, not to test your uh, memory on that. But I got them. You got them all. Five jerseys for each one of the captains will be giving away throughout the season. So five Jalen Hurts jerseys, five Alex Singleton jerseys. Across the board, uh, we are dumping out everything to thank all of the subscribers on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, and we want to continue to grow the channel with some of the great content uh, that we've been able to put together starting Monday through Friday, of course, Johnny Mack with Birds 365 uh, with you and uh, Jody Mack. Uh, Let's get into or stay a little bit. One more uh, thing on the offense, Johnny Mack. Um, Jalen Hurts spoke to the media 
today. Um, I'm sure without seeing the clip or the Twitter post or any of that, um, Jalen was as cool as a cucumber, as, as defined as he normally is. I love the expression you use uh, for his emotion. Um, and I'm sure that's how he was today without even seeing it or listening to it. Yeah, I mean, he always is. Uh, he's got that resting pulse, as they always pulse. call it. Never gets uh, too high, too low. Um, and that's, you know, that's great. I, you know, I often talk about Jalen Hurts. I got a one-on-one -on -one with him last week. Um, and what's interesting about him is, you know, he played in front of 100,000 people in Tuscaloosa, 85,000 in, in Norman with Oklahoma. Uh, these hugely passionate college football markets. And then you come to Philadelphia, which might be the most passionate uh, fan base in, in certainly in the NFL would certainly be in the, in the top five easily. Um, and you know what? He, he, he says it's all secondary to the Friday night lights in South Texas and how big uh, Texas high school football is. Um, he's sort of always had, uh, the microscope on him dating back to those days, uh, in channel view, Texas. And, um, he's just not, he's not blustered easily. Uh, so it doesn't matter what the noise is. It doesn't matter. Um, people talking about Deshaun Watson or Gardner Minshew or Carson Wentz before just doesn't affect him. It's, it's, it's really, uh, it's impressive, uh, number one, and it's also a little bit strange because most people don't have that ability uh, to be that centered and focused as Jalen Hurts, and he's only 23 years old. It It's pretty impressive, and um, it's because of what he's been through. I mean, you're talking about a guy who went to the national championship game in Alabama and got benched. And we saw what happened to Carson Wentz when he got benched. Now imagine you're leading the best college football team in the country and it's not good enough. That's, that's what the standard was. Um, and, you know, he doesn't let stuff like other people. And then I talk about it all the time. He calls it rat poison, uh, whether it's social media criticism uh, whether it's criticism of people like me, to be honest, who people think I actually like Jalen a lot. Uh, but I think it's fair to point out that he's unproven. And until he is proven, uh, you can't just cross your fingers and assume. But I will say, and I say this all the time, usually when you're talking about, and if you want to look at this year's draft picks and the three players picked ahead of Kyle Pitts in the draft, who were Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, you know they have the physical talent to play in the NFL. You don't know if they have the other stuff, the intangibles, the leadership ability, the ability to to, to uh, block out everything I'm talking about, the rat poison. It's kind of the opposite with Jalen Hurts. You know he has all the intangibles. Does he have the skill set uh, to play in the NFL? 
can he stick his foot in the ground on third and seven, complete passes consistently? If he can, he's going to be a star in this league. Good stuff. One-on-one with uh, Jalen Hurts. Last thought on uh, on Jalen uh, after you after you completed the interview. Did you walk away saying to yourself, John, that this guy believes what he says? Does he know? Oh, uh, yeah, no question. I mean, he believes in, in himself. Um, and he believes that uh, he's going to succeed. I mean, you know, that's part of it. You have to be optimistic in these types of things. And, you know, I, I asked him, how does he sort of look at the season? And he just says it's an opportunity. Um, he sees the opportunity. He doesn't see anything else. So, um, you know, we talk about a, a lot with Alex Singleton on the defensive side of the ball. It took a while to get his opportunity. When he got his opportunity, he took advantage of it. That's where Jalen Hurts is. He's on the field. If he performs well, he's not getting taken off the field. It's as simple as that. And Alex Singleton, they can't get him off the field if they try to get him off the field. No. Alex is, uh, uh, as I said, is the perfect example because, you know, he went to a small school. Uh, he wasn't drafted, uh, had to go to the CFL, proved himself there, was the CFL Defensive Player of the Year, essentially. Uh, came back as a special teams player, uh, was a great special teams player. All of a sudden, injuries started to pile up. Hey, let's try Alex Singleton. And he's the Eagles' best linebacker. Proud to say that when Alex Singleton arrived, before he did anything, he jumped on the Maze and Aton show <laughs> across the Jacob Media uh, Radio Network. Uh, good stuff. Great to have him. Good conversation uh, about uh, Alex uh, Singleton. A um, couple of more things, Johnny Mac, before we get out of here uh, and run out of time on this live report across the uh, Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Howie Roseman spoke today. Uh, on the flagship radio station of the team, uh, 94 WIP. Uh, what do you know? What do you make of Howie's thoughts? Did you have a chance to consume the information? What do you What do you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as the quarterbacks go, we kind of talked about, obviously, uh, the Jalen Hurts draft choice. And uh, looking in hindsight, I, I think there's two ways to think about it. Obviously, it affected – uh, Carson Wentz in a very negative fashion. Now, in hindsight, we know that. Now, Howie doesn't want to seem to admit that for obvious reasons. And I get the people who say, you know, Carson's got to be uh, more tough-minded. Carson's got to fight through it uh, if there's doubts in his mind. And I agree with all that. My, my issue with Howie Roseman is he doesn't seem to have learned uh, from what turned out to be a mistake. Look, he is, he has admitted, I've told viewers pretty consistently, the plan for Jalen Hurts was to be a cost-effective backup to Carson Wentz when they made that draft choice. And the Eagles value the quarterback position. It seems trite because everybody values the quarterback position. But most teams in this league understand, look, the backup quarterback, the third-string quarterback, they have to be supportive of the starter. This is not like other positions. 
you you can't bring doubt into your organization, bring doubt into your quarterback room. Howie Roseman did that. It blew up on the Eagles. We are where we are. You try to make the best of the situation. You turn the page. You move forward with Jalen Hurts. But they go out and trade for Gardner Minshew, who technically is more accomplished um, than Jalen Hurts. Joe Flacco, obviously, is more accomplished, but he's older, so that part isn't that big of an issue. Gardner's a very young player. Um, again, Jalen Hurts is, I think, a of a stronger mind, as I just explained. I don't think it's going to affect him. But if you're Howie Roseman, why? Why open that door? Because if the Eagles do get off to a poor start, if the Eagles do lose to Atlanta and all of a sudden you have some difficult games coming up with San Francisco and on the road at Dallas, and I think Tampa Bay is now, or Kansas City, Kansas one of the two, Kansas City. I mean, that could get ugly early in the season. And if it does, people are going to look at Gardner Minshew and say, well, look what he did with Jacksonville. Look at his 66% completion percentage. Look at um, his passer rating, which Jody Mack loves. <laughs> and they're good. Um, Jalen Hurts is a better player. I can't prove that statistically yet. But why bring doubt into your organization? Howie Roseman didn't learn anything from the mistake last year. Good stuff from John McMullen. And I encourage you to um, check out the one-on-one -on -one interview with Jalen Hurts. I'm sure it's a great read uh, from NFL insider uh, John McMullen. Let's, last thought, uh, Johnny Mack, um, Eagles-Falcons preview. Of course, the game is uh, Sunday uh, in Atlanta. Uh, if you were putting a synopsis on what we can expect as a fan base, what will play out? How will this game play out? Is there a way for you to perhaps project what we'll see based on what you've seen? We haven't seen any of it. Yeah. You haven't missed a minute. You haven't missed a play. You haven't missed a talk. You haven't missed a conversation. You've been there for all of it. All we can do is take our passion, our energy, our excitement for the kick for the opening of the season, especially since 2020 was a train wreck or a dumpster fire. And all we can do is be excited, thinking and expecting and hoping that the team is going to win on Sunday. But when you peel all that back, what do you expect? Yeah, when you well, let's be honest. You have a rookie head coach and a, a first-time starting quarterback, uh, full-time starting quarterback. Obviously, challenge started four games. So, I, I've said from the start, uncertainty is the theme of the 2021 Philadelphia Eagles. Um, there's too many question marks. Uh, Look at the receiver position, Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, everybody unproven, uh, but there's there's talent there. Um, there's so many question marks on their team, on this team. Some are going to be answered affirmatively and answered in a positive fashion, but 
you, you got to be realistic as well. Some are probably going to be answered in a negative fashion and everybody's not going to click on all cylinders. So, you know, I, I brought up the executive poll from Mike Sando and the athletic. You got one executive who say, guess what? The Eagles are going to be better than people expect. They're going to be the fifth best team in the NFC. That means they're going to be challenging for the NFC title, uh, NFC East title, uh, a playoff position. Yet two other executives say they're going to be the 14th best team in a conference. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the conference. That's uncertainty. That kind of defines it. Nobody knows what to expect from this team because you have a rookie head coach, you have a, essentially a, a rookie quarterback, um, obviously started four games last year, but this will be the first time as a full-time starting NFL quarterback. And, oh, by the way, you're playing an Atlanta team with a rookie head coach. So a lot of uncertainty on that side as well. I do think the Eagles have a very good chance to go into Atlanta, win this football game. They have a better team. They have more talent than Atlanta. So if you want to hang your hopes on something, hang your hang your hat, Kangle hat on that, Joe Kraus. Well, Johnny Mack, I'm going to take your advice, and I'm going to do that because I believe in hope, my friend, and I am hoping this football team, when we talk to you on Sunday night on the live postgame show, on Sunday, well, not Sunday night, late Sunday afternoon from down in Atlanta. Uh, we're talking about an Eagles victory coming back to Philadelphia, uh, getting out of the box, uh, 1-0, and and that's where I'm going to hang my Kango hat, and that's there where we'll end it tonight okay. uh, on Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. Are you back tomorrow, Johnny Mack, on Birds 365? Or Yeah, Birds 365 tomorrow? I am. I'm, I'm bright and early. I got uh, Birds 365 at 8 in the morning, and then I jet off to practice immediately after the show. All right, good stuff. We'll get a report from you tomorrow night. We'll see you from Atlanta. Don't forget the live postgame show with Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, uh, Lane Johnson, and John McMullen live immediately following the game on Sunday across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, also 6abc.com, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku TV, and Fire TV. And more to come as we continue on the channel. On behalf of John McMullen, I'm Joe Kraus. See you next time, everybody. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.